Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand what an amazing gift we have from you, the amazing revelation, the amazing gift of your Spirit. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we, like some, need letters of recommendation to you or from you? You are our letter, inscribed in our hearts, known and read by all people, revealing that you are a letter of Christ, delivered by us, inscribed not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on stone tablets, but on tablets of human hearts. Now we possess such confidence through Christ toward God, Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also makes us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death and letters carved on stone came with glory, so that the sons of Israel were not able to look intently into the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, which was transitory, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be even more with glory? For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, by much more will the ministry of righteousness overflow with glory. For indeed, what had been glorified has not been glorified in this case, on account of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was transitory came with glory, by much more what remains is with glory. Therefore, Because we have such a hope, we use much boldness, and not as Moses used to place a veil over his face in order that the sons of Israel would not stare at the end of what was transitory, but their minds were hardened. For until this very day, the same veil remains upon the reading of the old covenant, not being uncovered because it is done away with in Christ. But until today, whenever Moses is read aloud, a veil lies upon their heart. But whenever one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face reflecting the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory into glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 2, Paul was trying to show how he was not like those who peddle the word of God, people who are like salesmen trying to get what they can out of other people using the gift of God. Now, in chapter 3, Paul starts out, Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we, like some, need letters of recommendation to you or from you? Paul needs to defend himself from the attacks that some are making against him. But he is also saying he shouldn't need to defend himself. It seems that the attacks may have been coming by some traveling preachers who came in and were trying to say that they had the truth and Paul did not, so they were attacking Paul in any way that they could. Perhaps these people who had come in brought with them letters of recommendation to prove that they knew what they were talking about. Paul hadn't brought letters of recommendation. Paul had started the church in Corinth. Paul had brought the Spirit of God. So he says that they are his letter of recommendation. The fact that they had believed and their changed lives. Then Paul says he isn't great in himself. It is from God, from his spirit. 
not from Paul's great keeping of the law. Then Paul makes an interesting comparison of the law of Moses and the new revelation of the Spirit. It seems that Paul cannot help going into detail when he mentions God. It may seem that this is a little off topic, but perhaps these people who are attacking Paul were saying that their teaching came from the law of Moses. In any case, Paul compares them in an interesting way. He brings up how Moses' face would shine after he had talked to God and received the law from God. So after telling these laws to the people, he would put a veil over his face so they wouldn't see it fading. Paul says that glory was transitory. It was fading away. It was temporary. And basically, Paul is saying that the whole law was temporary. But what we have now is much greater. Then he takes that idea of the veil over Moses' face and says that there is a veil over the hearts and minds of people following the law of Moses. They cannot see clearly. But when they turn to Christ, the veil comes off and they can see clearly. So now, like Moses was reflecting the glory of God in his face, we reflect the glory of the Spirit without veiling our face. And now for a deeper dive. In verse 17, Paul says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Trying to understand God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is not easy. In fact, we will all our lives be learning more. So what does Paul mean, the Lord is the Spirit? Typically, when Paul uses the word Lord, he means Jesus. For example, in Romans 10:9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Or Ephesians 4, 4, starting, One body and one spirit, just as you also were called, with one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. In those verses, he mentions the Spirit, and God the Father, and also one Lord, which would be Jesus. So, back to 2 Corinthians 3, what does Paul mean by saying the Lord is the Spirit? There are some who believe that there are not three persons of God. They cannot understand how God can be three and yet be one. Well, I'm not sure I can understand that completely either. But there are too many times in the Bible where they are shown to be separate that I cannot think that they are just different names for the same person. When God created marriage in Genesis 2.24, he said, They shall be as one flesh. Now, if two imperfect humans can become one in marriage, How much more can perfect God be one? So, back to what Paul could mean. One possibility is that Paul is referring to Exodus 34, where Moses would speak to Yahweh. Yahweh is the name for God. In many translations, that is translated as Lord in all caps. That's because in the Greek, when they translated from the Hebrew to the Greek, the Old Testament, they translated the word that way. So, Paul may be referring to the name of God, Yahweh, in this case when he says Lord. So that would mean that Paul is saying that the name Yahweh can apply equally well to the Holy Spirit as to God the Father. I think that fits the context here. Paul is talking about the better things that we have through the Spirit. So Moses received the law from the Spirit, but we can have the Spirit himself in us. It is hard to overstate what an amazing gift that we have from God. Do we treat it as an amazing gift? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, 
Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.